Bonnie Chalette, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Super excited to have you. I love, uh, you know, my guests come from different areas of my life, people I know from in person, people that I know through social media well, and then people that I'm connected with or I find connection. I'm always looking for new people to follow and connect with. And Bonnie, you're one of those people. I was somehow your name came across my Twitter and I was like looking at your stuff and ed tech director. And I was like, I got to have her on the podcast. So Louisiana state director of ed tech, global educator groups, co-founder ed change global leader. That's quite a resume for uh, everybody out there that doesn't know you just, uh, yeah. Tell us who you are, what you've done, what you're doing now. And uh, we'll, we'll get started that way. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'm Bonnie. I am the director of EdTech for the state of Louisiana. Um, I am very proud because our my state like deliberately picked a teacher for this role. Um, so it's it's been quite a, it's it's an it's an int intentional departure. Um, from like I have an IT counterpart, but I am like the teacher EdTech side of it, um, and that that has been my role all along. Um, I worked in one of our biggest par uh, parish, our school district in the state for the past 13 years and um I was the teacher and I was an admin and then I was like you know like in other duties as assigned admin and then um and then I worked for the district to do technology for everybody and now I'm at the state level. Hallelujah Louisiana for actually having somebody in the right? job that has done the work Bonnie I have been battling cool no sh no shade to all the IT directors out there no shade thank you for the work that you do However, I've been battling with them forever. When I was like 23 year old Adam, hey, I wanna do this, or hey, can you unlock this? Or no, no, there's like this big round, like no button. And I feel like, I feel like too many just don't ask, okay, why or how, or what is gonna be the outcome? And I would say the same thing too, like, thank you for having a teacher in that position. And when I was a director of innovation, I had been a teacher and a principal. Principals just appreciate that because they know what you're going through and what, and what you want to do. It's a, uh, gosh, it's so, it's so important. Oh, when nice. was the moment that you realized ed tech was for you? Um, so I was teaching, I was in the classroom um, and it was just like, like when active, I'm gonna you know show my age, but like when active boards first came out and they had like the pens, and everybody's just feeling like this world out, and I was just helping my teacher friends, um, you know, like everything on my hall worked because I was going and people would be like, hey, can you come watch my class? I'll come watch your class if you come fix my projector, and like that just it started, and I was at a school, um, West Oakland School, I was very fortunate because they kind of gave me technology responsibilities based on merit which you know also doesn't happen. I've been very lucky. Like they're like, you're good at this. You should do this. And I was like, but I have a master's degree in history. And they're like, doesn't matter. We need somebody to do this. So, um, and so it just fit and it's right. You know, it's, it's just a way of like serving teachers. I come from a big teacher family. Um, most of my friends are teachers. Um, so it was just my way to, to help them the best. Yeah. For me, it's when Google apps first came out, oh, like, yes. 14, 15 years ago. Yeah. I remember I had read about it on some blog and I tested it and I said, kids, throw away your flash drives. We don't need them anymore. And I called my yeah. district and I said, we need this. And what do they say? They said, no. So I convinced my principal <laughs> to give me access to our school loop website. And I created the domain off of our school's 
school loop website. So then I could create accounts for all of our kids. And then other principals heard about it. And I was like 27, 28 other principals in the district heard about it. They're like, can we do that too? Finally, after like 13 schools, I was doing this obviously just for free. The district called me and they said, um, okay, now we want that. Can you help? Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was amazing, but also like, like, come on people. We had one school set up their own domain before my whole district went mm -hmm. uh, Google. They, they jumped on it pretty fast, which was pretty cool because I, 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 I taught before Google, Google Classroom, you know, in the very <laughs> beginning. I am, I am older than that. And now like, I mean, it's not that old. And it's crazy sometimes whenever they did like the, the birthday celebration a while back, I was like, only that old? Mm -hmm. Like, what did we do? We have folders everywhere. Well, um, not even Google Classroom, just yeah. Google. Google. I mean, just yeah. that, that one in itself was, was just uh, so transformative. Okay, so when I left the classroom over 10 years ago to get into administration, we had computer labs. And then I convinced my principal to buy me six iPods. All right. And we were cool and cutting edge. Yeah. Bonnie, what's next for ed tech? I feel like we're one invention away from kind of changing what the classroom looks like. iPods, iPads, smart boards, and then Chromebooks came around and changed everything as well. What's next? Yeah, I read a really good article and it was, it was the numbers on how fast Chromebooks took over like education. It's it, it they can't be right. The numbers can't be right. Um, I know that right now, I'm, you know, I know everybody's just trying to like find a Zen place. Um, I, and I definitely think like we're going to find some kind of balance, like, you know, from, from pre-COVID, like things that we want to take with us and things, you know, that we know now we need to leave behind. But I, I really like like AR, VR stuff. Um, I think a lot of that, um, now that we know, like we need to be doing more, more remote, like I'd like to see a lot more like of the virtual trainings and stuff and you can get kids certified on your campus, you know, if you, with software and stuff like that. Um, I'd like to see, you know, more investigation of that. Now that might be way down the road, you know, and stuff like that, but I already know, like with these spaces, instead of having to buy things to dissect, like, you know, and, and I know that the experience is, is different, but sometimes it's hard for schools and those kind of things can really bridge a gap in a place that doesn't have access to order all those materials to dissect in a place that can. Yeah, no, I get it. And I would say to layer that on, I talked to a lot of principals, they don't have the teacher, they can't find the credentialed person in rural Oklahoma or northern Maine to actually do that. So what do you what do you do? Yeah, I agree. Bonnie, I've worked with like over 350 school districts across the country in the last five years. One of the biggest trends that I see and have seen in my work and around the country is technology integration that is more substitution than transformation. How do we really move to problem solving, communication, you know, using technology as a way to really bring our students to places academically and socially that we could not have brought them if we didn't have the technology? Yeah, I think we also have to model that from the top down. Um, you know, we have to start running our meetings like we want one in our classrooms. Um, you know, using all those tools. Um, and I just, you know, and I'm it, not throwing shade on anybody, but we've, we've got to start, like our teachers can't always be the people having to learn the new thing and lead the new thing and demonstrate the new thing. Like we have to start like modeling the environment and what that would look like and how they can, you know, how they can do it. Yeah. I mean, if you're a superintendent or a, a district leader and you're saying, yeah, 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 use this, 
And then you're sending a Microsoft Word document that nobody can edit because it's not a live document that that's not leading oh, from the front and that's not no. leading by example. And I'm getting, I'm getting itchy and uncomfortable just like you are. Cause I've seen <laughs> that too 37. many times. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. I don't even have Microsoft word on my MacBook. Somebody sent me a word doc the other day and I'm like, um, can you convert it? I actually can't even open it because I don't, I don't have the software and maybe I should, but I just, I just don't. And you have to be, like you said, you have to be leading by example. And that's from superintendents to directors, to, to principals, to grade level leads to department leads. And I would say too, like parents demanding it. I mean, the world that we're living in now, you can work for any company anywhere in the world. You can work for a company in California and you live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and you never even go to the headquarters. Mm -hmm. That's just the language that our world is speaking, right? And I think too, we have to, and I, I, I know like, you know, Google Classroom Basics and, and those kinds of PDs are great and they have their purpose. I think we do have to move more now that we have so many cool tools to play with, like move more into like strategies and not just like focus on the strategy, not just the tool. Cause you can find something to do whatever you want, but you need to think about like the why and stuff and, and the backwards design, just like you would when it didn't involve technology. Um, so we have to kind of move into that strategy mode rather than, than I know, and I know, I know all the little toys are fun. There's so many cool things out there. Um, but yeah, we have to start thinking strategy wise. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like investing. Let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars or $10,000 and you want to invest it. You know, hopefully you're not just like, oh, that stock looks cute or, oh, maybe I'll go do this with your money because it, you, maybe you're 15 years from retirement and you can't gamble. Nobody should be gambling 10,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. You have to be strategic and why why is what is the why and why are you why you're doing that hey if you're wondering how to support the podcast and my work you can go to amazon or barnes and noble or probably pretty much anywhere you buy books i've written four of them kids deserve it run like a pirate which is a book about running but it's not about running that's my Zen response. I've done 32 marathons in my life up to this point. Empower our girls and teachers deserve it. If you want an autographed copy, you can just send me a note and uh, we can figure out a way to get you a copy of one of my books. That's a really, really great way to support my podcast. Or also if you're looking for a speaker or presenters, I know I'm talking to Bonnie today, who is uh, the director of technology for the entire state of Louisiana. I've done a ton of ed tech conferences over the years, have a lot of great ed tech breakout sessions. Obviously, in addition to being a keynote speaker, if you're looking for something like that, um, reach out, go to mradamwelcome.com backslash speaking, or you can just email me directly, adamwelcome at gmail.com. I've done over 325 events over the last five years, and I just love connecting with educators, principals, teachers, instructional coaches, assistant superintendents, you name it. If you have an event coming up and you're looking for a speaker, high energy, relevant ideas that are really easy to implement and will get kids ready for the world that they're living in, then uh, reach out directly. All right, back to Bonnie and the podcast. Okay, so let's say, Bonnie, you're building a new school. What do you do? One-to-one, many-to-one, two-to-one, video room, podcasting room, robots, 3D printing. How do you set up the tech in a brand new school? I do one-to-one, but like with, I, I like to have like desktop options for like bigger editing 
you don't want to have like a media lab with some, you know, like we're, we're all on multiple screens. Um, but also, and this as a principal, as somebody who managed a building, you understand, we've got to build schools with better like systems for sockets for power. Because I, I remember when COVID hit and I went into a classroom, like after, after we go my face to face. And I was like, why are all the kids sitting by the walls? And it was just like all, and I was like, what is going on? And she was like, that's where the sockets are. And I was like, and then I started seeing all these teachers coming up with these really cool ways. So I think battery management, power management, as much as it's not fun, if I built a school, that would be like number one, bringing an engineer to talk about. Um, and I know, like I said, it's not a fun answer. Um, I think, you know, I don't think computer science, I don't, like, we're about to push some big things in our state with it. Um, our legislative session started yesterday, so we'll see. Um, there are a lot of things on the docket, um, but it's always, I'd like to see, like, more uniformity in who has access to those classes. It always tends to be, you know, like, it, it's not for everybody, and it needs to be, because those are those are going to be the new jobs. It's the new language to learn. Yeah, no, it's a new economy with new jobs, and our classrooms mm -hmm. have to reflect that. So I was actually going to ask you what's happening in Louisiana right now about and what you're excited about, but first, people that are listening, most people are not building a new school, and what I would tell people yeah. is don't look at all that classroom eye candy out there that you yeah. see on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok or wherever. You can take old furniture that is in mm -hmm. your district's warehouse that was probably built in 1950 and you know drill holes in it and get a circular drill and drill holes and put charging charging strips and put those in the hallways, put those in exactly. classrooms. I mean, that furniture has been sitting there for 20, 25 years anyway you know, put it to use, you probably don't have $100,000. You may not even have $10,000. What can you kind of work with what you have? I think it's a much actually better way to build that than like just mm -hmm. starting brand new. I'd rather buy a house that I have to kind of remodel slowly over time than to maybe buy a brand new house and go, oh, I don't like that. I don't like this, but you really shouldn't change it because you just bought a brand new house. It's almost like we need, you need to write one and I'm like a ed tech Maslow, like what do you have to have before you can do the fun stuff? You have mm -hmm. to make sure like everybody's got power. Everybody has internet, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and then, yeah, you know, no, then agreed. All the fun stuff. Agreed. So what's happening in Louisiana? What are you excited about with um, education I, and ed tech? You know, we've got some, like I said, uh, before I was in the shore, I never, I didn't notice that the, the legislative session had such an impact on my life, but um, we've got a, you know, our, like many other legislatures, this year has been a big focus on education um, around the state for lots of reasons, but there are some things about computer science. It has really like come to the forefront. Um, so I suspect that there will be some big changes if, you know, whether it's new positions or even like new departments focused on getting uh, students access to that. And then um, we're about to, we were about to release like a new ed tech plan, like a new, you know, our, our state goals. And there are a few things in it like the last stages of getting you know approved and stamped um so i'm super excited um hopefully you know rolling out and and trying to get more input i think person like right now i had a meeting yesterday and they're like let's talk about what your job is for the next five years because that's the other part of coming into a role and being like yeah i'm a teacher i'm going to do it differently okay well they they made me a website and they're like here you go and so now i have to figure it out what so what <laughs> no pressure um welcome to the team <laughs> <laughs> all right and everybody's great and supportive 
but like what does a what does an ed tech person that that is a teacher do you mm-hmm. know at a at a higher level and figure that out i would like to first like my per, my passion projects are going to be to find all those ed tech coaches out there that are like slipping through the cracks i feel like that's a group of people we're not where i'd like to connect with more because they all have different names you know we're going through like this naming convention like like we have ed tech which are like my it people but we also have like like I have an email now for an inbox it's digital learning at la.gov because we're trying to figure out what do I'm not I'm not the IT people I don't need to get the emails about cybersecurity. so what a, what a, what is this world so right now we're, we're you know we're pushing out digital learning which I like um, but so that's one thing too like what are we going to call this world like if if I, that's IT is ed tech it, you know and we're going to be separate like do we have a different naming convention yeah. basic things I didn't I didn't realize I was gonna have to think about so yeah so passion projects I would like to connect um, I feel like a lot of our educators are working in silos mm-hmm. um, and when I was at a district I know that because they would text me and be like hey Bonnie what's what are you using for this you know and we were sharing and I'd like to make like a I'd like to we have parishes my county but like I'd like to cross those parish lines and and get people connected more yeah, I 100% agree. And I would just add principles, 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 because principles, they set the tone. And when the tone is set, more people yeah. at a school site are going to be on board. If not, you're going to have pockets of I ideas agree. and of innovation. But when the principal is doing it, and also the principal is, you know, mandating or requiring it or whatever that might be, um, it's, uh, you're just going to have a better it's just gonna, more more is going to happen. I was telling oh, you, I was, I, supposed, I was supposed to be in Louisiana in January for their state principal conferences. Mm-hmm. It got um, it got postponed. So I'll be, I'll be coming down. We have to connect because I'm talking to principals, Bonnie, and like, hey, EdTech is the language that our world is speaking. And there's so many other uh, so many other areas in education that are vitally important, obviously, equity and reading and mm-hmm. language and math and, and so many other things. But like, if you want to be career ready and you want a job, no matter what job you have, tech is involved and it starts in our classrooms. The internet's not going anywhere. I know no. I, I do. I, I love connecting with principals too. And I, like I said, I have some, some great friends. You know, I have that credential um, in the state of Louisiana. I just wanted to do like ed tech all the time. <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, and, and people ask, and like I said, I have, I have great friends who are principals. I wanted to go onto one of my friends' podcasts and I, he was like, what are you going to talk about? And I don't remember what had happened this week. I said, I want to go in there and talk about why principals make terrible friends. And she, <laughs> and she ah. was like, we do make terrible friends. <laughs> like, y'all do, because you're so busy and focused. And I was like, it's not personal. Yeah. And um, it's just that in, in like, how can I help principals like see it as a part of their vision? Because yep. right now their plate is just so full. Too many principals think it's one more thing. And I've always told them when you make it the thing, it's actually easier once you get comfortable and all the other things aren't as much because your digital life is organized. I used to do a session. I wrote a blog post years ago, how to run your school from your phone, because this is not a phone. It's a mini computer in your pocket. And you should be able to run the vast majority of your school with with documents and IEP notes and communication and so many other things from your phone so you're not you're not locked to your office okay bonnie if you could choose three to five people to spend the weekend with learning and talk about education 
who would that be? And that's people that in Louisiana, people that you know, or that you don't really know that are on social media, who would those people be that you would mm. want to get together and learn from or learn with? Um, well, my, like my writer or art partner is uh, Stephanie Rothstein. Um, and she's in California. Um, God, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, I like Adam Geeson. He does the Ed Dead Distilled because he always knows like techie things I don't know. He's, he's, he always, he's always, I'm like, I have no idea about that. Um, he spent, yeah. So apparently you, so now you're on my list. So I yes. think, cause principles, I, I agree. I think they're, they're untapped. Um, and it's just, it's hard to get an in. You have to build a lot of trust. I will say that they got to think like, okay, okay. I can talk to you. Um, so that'd be my top three. And then, you know, I have so many people like, because I do global GEG and stuff like that. Um, and I'm, I'm lucky because I, you know, I've, I have a Slack chat with all these people that, you know, just on demand, like, is this broken? Um, so I feel fortunate that way. But yeah, I'd say that was my top three. Um, Becky Calling is in, Cal is in Chicago now, but she's um, the best at like coaching stuff. And then uh, Shannon Moore, who is also in California, she's the queen of connection. Mm. I interviewed her for a project um, about how teachers are using social media and like I was reading the transcripts and I was like she is so smart I think you should write a book on this and she was like you can write a book on it uh <laughs> so like, it's kind of time but um yeah, yeah. that's my yeah. list I yeah yeah, yeah. hey while you're while you're listening everyone go to twitter follow bonnie bonnie chalette c-h-e-l-e-t-t-e -T -T -E. I'm gonna link mm -hmm. it in the show notes and also steph it's steph roth capital edu i'll link that mm -hmm. in the show notes as well and maybe you can message me those other people that you dropped so uh, i can link those in the show notes because you and stephanie will be presenting at q yeah. um, which used to be computer using educators in california it's our ISTE affiliate now it's just q it's just a lot more than just the computer using educators so you wanted yeah. to say something else go ahead no i think that was it no we have like yeah we have our own little look you we followed you guys it's, you know it's a little state louisiana state yeah yeah well bonnie a big part of this podcast is amplifying the voices of my guests so i'm just going to pass the microphone over to you what would you like to say to all the people that listen to this podcast i mean anybody listening if you're listening to this you know on your own time trying to do better for for education it's, it's such a big thank you um and you know the world owes you thanks and we're we're all grateful for everything you do and um if I can ever help with anything or you have a question or anything you think I should do, please, please, please reach out to me. I'm always available. Yeah, I love that. Bonnie, I'm so glad that I reached out on, uh, on Twitter to get on this podcast. And hopefully uh, I said I was going to be in Lake Charles and she goes, oh, Lake Chuck. Yeah, so okay. now I know that I know the lingo, the local lingo. So when I do get on the ground in Louisiana, people don't look at me like you're not from here. But if I say Lake Chuck, will that be more of like a, you're not quite a local because we can tell, but um, it may be a little bit more localized. Will that help me? Uh, either way, either way, just <laughs> I think the thing to know about Louisiana too is like some of the best food is at the gas stations. No um, way. Yes. And that is, you can Google that. That is a fact. <laughs> um, so yeah, like you definitely want to look that up. They have, they have like food network gas stations in Louisiana. I was yeah. just in Maui with my family and some of the best food is these food trucks that are just all over the Island and random places, yeah. parking lots of grocery 
grocery stores and like the most amazing pad thai and just different foods is uh is really cool yeah we um and especially like in lake charles where it's such a like a through way to uh like texas and stuff a lot of those interstate towns like boone and all this stuff like right there at the gas station best you can find Love it. I will have to check out some gas stations. Bonnie Chalette, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank Everyone so listening. Appreciate it. Thanks for all you do. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day. You too. Thank you.